Hey, Greg. Hi. How's it going? How's your night? <laughs> you first. All right. Uh, mine's good. Um, it's good. I'm just driving around now. I was heading home, but now I'm, um, I'll head back towards the gas station or something to talk for a bit. I just met with, uh, I normally meet with some guys on Tuesday, so I met with them, and then uh, I just stopped and read for a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, that's basically it. What about you? How's your night? Well, let's see. I talked to a friend after work for an hour and a half, which is great. I just went to the, the YMCA with Rufi, which has been really good. It's the beginning of the year, so there's a bunch of people in in there who are there for their New Year's resolutions, and they'll probably be gone in a, a month or two, which is sad, but, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was it was really good. Yeah. Would you so, be one of those people? <laughs> no, man. I go every day. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. yeah right. I, did that sound really hardcore when I said it like that? Yeah, yeah. Every day. The YMCA. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you just like uh, stay in the workout room mostly, or do you like swim, or what? Well, what I've been doing this week is I'll go. Well, you, typically I'll go in the morning for uh, a little bit, like very short, maybe thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, and I'll I'll just be in the the weight room doing the machines. I don't. I don't do the. I don't typically do free weights, especially if it's the kind of free weights that I can drop on myself, because I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I don't want to crush myself. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll go. I'll go after work and I'll swim. And I'll usually my my swimming routine is. I'll either go ahead and just. Oh, Ruthie came in and she found some money. Thanks, Ruthie. Wow. Yeah, I think it fell out of my pocket. Tell her I said hello. Ruthie Jason says hi. Hi Jason. She says hello. <laughs> nice. Well, that's fun. So you guys go together normally, or no? A lot of times we'll we'll go in the afternoons together, in the in the evenings together. And cool. Typically, typically we just you know my my gig is I'll just go and I'll do. More laps than I did last time. And that seems to work pretty well for me. <laughs> and it never ends. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I know. That's the one thing I hate about working out is it's just like I always feel the need to do a little bit more than I did the time before. And then I'm like, no, when will this stop? It's a point where I'm like, I'm just doing too much. Well, I don't know. If you're If you're anything like the rest of human beings who have ever lived, it feels like uh, that type of incremental uh, progress type of uh, routine is really good for our, our sense of life satisfaction. That's true. Gives you, gives you purpose. Makes you, gives you confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As long as you have time, too, I guess, though, because... You gotta mm-hmm. once the laps keep adding up, man. Get to a point where you're swimming all night. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll cap it. I'll cap it at some point. And there's another game. There's another game I'll play sometimes where I'll just 
I'll see how many strokes I can do totally underwater. I'm going to say, okay, this time I'm just going to do seven strokes underwater, then I'll come up for a breath, and then I'll add one onto it, and so I'm doing eight. And that doesn't necessarily take any more time, you know, because yeah. you're still swimming laps. So it's similar. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's you know what I, you get pretty, uh, Sorry, go ahead. I've, well, I'm wondering if you've experienced this with uh, just doing doing things that suck in general. So when I one, I, I typically will do something like that, and then I I don't like to do it, but I'll take a cold shower and just force myself to do it, and I feel like after a while it becomes this spiritual type ritual where you do it and you tell yourself, if I did it last time and I did it the time before that, I'm going to do it again. And you, for me, it just gives me this confidence that I can do things that are uncomfortable, which is actually, I feel really counter to my personality. I'm a total, uh, I'm a total flower by temperament. (laughs) Have you experienced, I'm a total flower. Oh, but have yeah. you experienced that where where doing things you don't want to do uh, um, is is perversely a positive thing? Yeah, I don't know about cold showers. I should maybe do that more. I I hate cold showers. Um, the past last year though, I would uh, I got in the river a few times when it was cold, and I was thinking, man, I because I don't really like getting being cold anyway. But that was almost more. Um, refreshing, except one time I got in when it was actually kind of colder outside, too. And so that was, like, I just didn't really necessarily want to do it. But, it was, yeah, it was kind of one of those things where it was just like, well, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. But then one main one in particular, I think, for me is probably, or at least it's not that way anymore. But when I started doing it, it was that way, was fasting. It was that mm. I, the, the first time I ever fasted, the only reason I decided to fast the main reason was because I was like, this sounds absolutely terrible. And I was like, I just, but I kept reading scripture and I was like, you know, it's all over scripture. And I'm like, it's just, and I, and I kept, you know, I just wanted to avoid it. And then I was finally like, you know, though, I just like, just the thought of it sounds terrible. And I was like, and it's just mm. because my flesh loves food so much. So I was like, I'm just going to force myself to do it. But I've seen yeah. so many, like, you know, I guess, uh, personal, benefits from it now that I actually it's something I I've come to enjoy but so what was the journey of you starting with you as a guy who just uh, loves to eat until now <laughs> what were the phases what were the phases and what did they feel like um well I don't I don't know I probably actually like to eat more now <laughs> that I'm fast than I did before um but so what what was the question again exactly? Like what was the journey of it or Yeah, so how I mean how old were you when you first uh when you first decided to, to do this seriously? Oh, the first time I I did it I mean I did a fast a long, long time ago. Not I mean not like super long ago, but back uh I think when I lived in Knoxville maybe yeah, I don't know. And that was before like I ever like even really knew anything or took it seriously. The first time, the time I would say, like, I actually legit maybe did a fast, the time I'm talking about when I just was like, I just need to do it because I know I don't want to, um, that was, I think, the end, towards the end of the summer, 2018. Um, 2018. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, mm. um, the only reason I remember that is because, because Verona died in 2019. And then, like, I, I had started kind of like mm. a season of fasting before that and learning about it. But I remember, like, that, that one that I did, I did it for quite a while, too. I think it was, like, nine days, maybe ten at the very most. I think it was nine, though. And then I remember I ended the fast, and I remember thinking, like, that was pointless. <laughs> like, that was just totally a waste of my time. Not going to do that mm. anymore. But then it was literally, like, the second day or or the next day after eating. I think I broke the fast, and then it was, like, the next day after that. I just remember thinking, like, Whoa, something's really different. Like something happened that I couldn't I could not even make sense of it. Like I could not understand it, couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, there was something to that that I just that I didn't pick up on. And mm. I'm still not even sure that first fast what it was, but I could just tell there was like something I didn't I couldn't really understand at the time that uh mm. I, and so then from from there I just was like would try it here and there and do like a little fast here, then did I want to then try a longer one? I don't know. And, um, yeah, so it's been a, it's been a journey because I never, the churches I grew up in never, uh, taught on fasting at all. If they ever taught on fasting, it was how you don't have to do it anymore, which is absolutely mm-hmm. like 100% like not scriptural at all. It's not, not Christian at all, but they would basically say mm-hmm. like, just make excuses so they didn't have to fast. And it's like, no, it's kind of, it's in the code. <laughs> You're supposed to engage it. That sounds like a, what? Sorry. That, you know, I, I can imagine a lot of people saying that that's a controversial take. What you just described. A contra- controversial, uh, what? Sorry. Again? What was the, a controversial like, opinion. I mean, for, for, oh, for yeah. someone, even, even a Christian person to say, yeah, you're supposed to fast. Uh, I'd imagine that's controversial. What do you think? <laughs> it definitely is. I've run into that quite a bit. So, yeah, it was um, it was kind of a point of controversy around the uh, a lot of people when I just started doing it, and I was I never told anybody to. I've never like told anybody to fast ever. I just um, mm. but like, but people don't like people did not like it when I was doing it, and I was like, why does it bother you so much that I'm doing it? Like, I'm not. I'm not even telling you to, but it is a point of controversy for sure. The, um, I would, yeah, and maybe I shouldn't make it such a black and white statement. Like, I don't know that it's, because uh, there's, there's, there's times for feasting and communion with one another for sure. And, uh, and then there's times, but I would think there's times for fasting also. And, um, mm. there's a, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it would be a point of controversy. I don't know. Do you have a an opinion you can think of that would like push back against <laughs> against what I had said? <laughs> well, I, I I would love to devil's advocate you for a second. I'm I, there. I do I do have more questions. Before when when you started doing this around 2018, what would you permit yourself to eat, and what would you stay away from? Oh, I would um, not eat. Um, when I first started doing it, I would do because I would. I never did a water fast. I still don't know that I've done a water fast, but I would. Um, I'd, ha- I'd still have coffee, and uh, but I would try to do like no calories, basically, or very mm. very minimal calories is what I would try to do. So I'd have water. Mm. I'd have like you know diet soda or something if I wanted, and so, which technically isn't 
some people would say that's not really that's not a true fast either. So there's all sorts of stuff like that. But or like I would chew gum too sometimes, like sugar free gum. And uh, people would say that 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 breaks your fast. Like some people say that that's if you chew gum, you're not fast. So yeah. Uh, who, who who are these people? Who say? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, but well, like, I, okay. Everyone since then, you know, where I'll like do like uh, one meal a day. Then some I'll do like I'll just do vegetables or something. I don't know. But mm. okay. And did you? D- What's your kind of what's your physical experience during fasting, or has it has it changed? I would imagine that you, I only ask because I imagine that it would be uncomfortable, at least for some amount of time. Yeah, it's never. I mean, it's never comfortable because you're always hungry. It's like it's not like it gets easier. There's some things where I would, I would read online where it'd be like, yeah, it gets after you get like five days or five days in, it gets a little easier or three days in or something, it gets easier. And then, and then there's this two week period where you just like, you're just on like, it's almost like a runner's high or something and you're just good to go. And I'm like, oh, that never so really two week, you mean two weeks into it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then it's like, you're, you're like 14 days in and then it gets like better. And I'm like, it, it never really gets better. I mean, well, I mean, it does, <laughs> it, it, it does like your body like quiets down after a while. So they realize, hey, I'm not getting food. And then it actually does. You know, online it says, like, it goes into cleaning mode then. Like, it'll start just cleaning up toxins because it's, like, you're not having to, it's not having to digest stuff. So then it's just kind of like, well, I'll just kind of clean house now then. And so, um, mm. so like, it it does get a little easier, but it's never easy. Like, you're always still, uh, the hunger pangs still come and go, I think, the whole time. Um, yeah. Wow. No. Okay, and how long does it usually take before that immediate hunger subsides? The immediate hunger? Um that that cleaning that cleaning mode where your body stops expecting it. Oh, um yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know that it ever necessarily does cuz it like I don't know. I still experience hunger usually the whole time like on and off. But to me it's kind of like you would any day, like if you started day one, it's like your normal, like at lunchtime you get hungry, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm sure if you experience that and like you're working or something, so you just don't eat because like you're, you get like extremely hungry and your stomach's growling and everything, but then you just don't have time to eat and then like 30 minutes go by and then it just kind of passes. Like the hunger pangs aren't really mm-hmm. there anymore. Like you're still kind of hungry, but yeah. not like you were, you know, like starving. So it's kind of like, that mm. I guess, but they that I think gets lighter. Um, I don't know. I really think it's probably different for everybody because it's usually for me what I normally experience is like if I start a fast, I can go and then day three is usually very hard where I experience mm. a lot of hunger, and then and then it usually comes back around and day five is probably like the hardest if I want if I'm trying to do like a little bit longer one. Like if I get if I can push through day five, it seems like it gets a little bit easier. But day five is usually mm. like kind of the breaking point. It seems like for me. Mm. But that I don't. If, but I, I don't know. I don't want to make a general rule either, even for myself. But I don't know. Mm. Have you ever have you ever felt sick or like it might be you might have gone too far? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where I pushed my body too far. Yeah, or even if it maybe you weren't even that far in, but you felt sick. Um. Usually, like I've gotten sick multiple times, uh, especially when I first started doing it. I sometimes hmm. it wasn't like all the time, but it was usually after I would come off the fast. Like mm. it would, I I'd get sick for maybe like a day or two or something. I kind of just have a slight fever. And that wasn't super common, but occasionally that would happen. But there have been other times where, like, I have felt it where, like, okay, I think I just pushed my body a little too much, where I'd start mm. to start to get, like, sick or feverish. And, um, like, honestly, I think I may have done that um, just on Christmas because I got sick on Christmas because I did a fast. Mm. It wasn't even that long. It was just, like, maybe five days. I was like, I'm just going to do a... Uh, no, it was probably less than that because cause you were there for Natalie's birthday and I didn't eat that day because I was like, I just want to fast like till Christmas is what I was trying to do. But then I ate dinner with you the mm. next night because I ended my fast. <laughs> so it wasn't even that long. Like, I think it was, I think I after that day or maybe it was the day after that, I was like, I'll just fast these few days till Christmas. And then, um, I don't know, That's it, it felt like that though, that for some reason it felt like my body was just like, okay, I, I quit. <laughs> Like, and so on Christmas, mm. I went on a walk with Natalie. We got back from the walk, and I just felt, like, kind of off, and I thought I was just dehydrated, so I drank some water, then I ate some food, mm. and then after that, it was just like my body was like, eh, no, we're just kind of got achy and feverish, and then I just had that, like, like kind of like a cold for a few days. But the mm. the time where I think I pushed my body, honestly, like, the the hardest, and I think that where I think my body was actually just like, okay, uh, like really didn't, I think it just didn't have any more gas in it, was the that trip to India that we did. Um, mm. I, I fasted, I ate at the most, if I did eat in a day, it was like one meal. And I think it was some of the fasting that did it, but then I think some of it too was just the whole trip, the two weeks I was there, I didn't drink enough water. Um, Mm. which I think and then so then like when we were leaving and we got to the airport I just once I got like I just remember my body just felt like it was just like I can't even describe the feeling it wasn't even it wasn't like it was sick and it wasn't like exhaustion it was like it was, it was yeah it was really hard to describe it just felt like it was just like just like I'm done <laughs> like I'm quitting but then once I got wow. to a spot in the airport where I could sit down and just drink some water I sat down for like an hour. I felt better, but um, yeah, does it help I don't a lot know. to keep 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 really hydrated? I don't. Um, I'm sure it does. Uh, everything I've read online says every time you fast, you need to drink a lot of water all the time. But I've actually found like I can I can drink like way less water <laughs> because I'm not processing mm. food. <clears throat> so mm. like I actually. I mean, there's been times where I've gone. I mean, I, uh, I've got. I know I've gone at least 24 hours without water um, mm. while fasting. So, and the, the India thing is interesting because it feel. I, I wonder. Have you ever have you ever fasted during a time where you were ever uh, very very active, or you had to exercise a lot? Yeah, yeah. I'll usually be, exercise on that 
yeah. Is it doesn't, that doesn't seem to bother me. Really? No. No, I would like it's weird. I may just maybe I'm just different than people do. I honestly feel way better and more capable of like being active and doing things um if I'm not eating. Like if I actually sit down and eat a meal and I'm full, like I usually just feel lazy and I'm like, I don't want to do anything at all. And I mm. like I feel better when I'm like like I'm able to do more when I'm um fasting. And I honestly like feel like healthier and um quicker, like mentally, even even physically, uh when I um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's never really bothered me. I don't know. That I feel like I'm talking too much. One of the, you ask kind of questions. <laughs> no, no, this is re- I'm really, really enjoying it. The thing you just said, I am re- I'm really surprised by that more than anything else you would have said because I would have imagined if you hadn't been eating that you just would, wouldn't feel like you had enough energy to do strenuous workouts. So that that's, it's very surprising to me. But I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. It's, um, um, I mean, I've heard other people tell stories about fasting too where they've been like, yeah, I was like walking, I don't know, just like working a really hard manual labor job too. And it just like, I don't know. It's just, it's extremely surprising what the body can do. Like, and it, mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever run too, you kind of experience that. Like, you get to a point where your body is just like, stops throwing a fit and you get into that I guess runner's high and your body's just like almost kind of goes to this machine mode and so I think it's kind of the same thing like with fasting it's just like once um, I don't know I mean there are times where I get tired but I don't know that's any different than the normal when I eat I don't I really don't think it is at least for not me personally I don't it doesn't it doesn't seem to bother me at all um Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've gone on, like, hikes. I'll, I'll walk. Like, I walk probably, um, like, when I go to the tree farm, I usually walk probably close to, because I'll just walk for hours and read my Bible. And so I think I'll, I'll walk sometimes, like, 10 miles. And I'll do, I've will do. i done that, like, almost every day while fasting for a week and it doesn't really bother me. 10 miles, 10 miles a day? Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's very so, impressive. It's a lot. Yeah, well, it's probably somewhere. It's somewhere b- between, like, I would say maybe around there. Probably somewhere between eight and twelve, because I'd walk for like, uh, I did like, like four laps around that place, and it'll take like, maybe two and a half, three hours. So I don't know what that is. Mm. I kind of estimated it'd probably be around eight, ten, eight to twelve miles or something, but I don't know. I could be off on that. Uh, it's surely it's surely at least five or six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're we walking for three hours. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. But then again, yeah. I mean, I've never like I don't do like crazy workouts at the gym. I guess just not what I really do either. And I and I don't um I don't run anymore because I usually after like I might feel it in my shins after because I had mm. that shin problem a long time ago. But I have, um, I mean, I used to, like, do push-ups and stuff and sit-ups, and I've done that while fasting and stuff, but nothing, like, crazy, like, you know, like people <laughs> yes. the gym all. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. So can I 
play devil's advocate? And yeah, yeah. I'll try to I'll pretend to be the person who has an opposition to fasting. There's well, there's at least a couple ways of looking at it. One reason people could obviously be concerned for people they know that are fasting is because they're afraid that uh, their safety might be in danger, that they might damage their health, or they might have some eating disorder or some, it could be a disorder or something that's that's not in their benefit. Uh, and it's obvious why why people might think that. Yeah. So I, what's but but anything like that, anything that we consider a disorder or an abnormality, is somewhat of a negotiation because as a, as a, as culture, as a, as a community, we decide we decide what is the normal behavior and how how much deviation from the normal is considered uh, a disorder but it's things you know it's it, there's some subjectivity to it it's not as if it's not as if it's self evident and so it it makes you think of our our ancestors who likely were going days at a time without food in many cases and many many other animals on earth go days without food and so in some ways it's it, you could even say that it's abnormal that we are eating three meals a day it's and, uh, it's easy to make an argument that it's not not really the way that we're biologically accustomed to to behave so what would you say to people who uh, who would have reservations about fasting either themselves or for people in their life because of safety concerns? Um, I usually, I mean, I usually don't say anything. I don't know. Um, they, I, I, like, I normally hear that a lot. Um, if people, like, the only reason I think I, I hear stuff like that is probably because people find out I fast and then they're like, well, and so they'll say stuff like that of, um, well, I would fast, but I have diabetes or I have this or that. And I'm like, I don't know anything about any medical conditions, so I don't say anything at all. Mm. Um, I would assume it's probably not safe to fast if you have certain mm. things like that. But um, but then mm. I guess on just a general level of um, anorexia is probably not a good thing. I mean, I guess it's your intent of uh, of what you're not eating for. Um mm probably weighs in a lot um and uh like health reasons as in um i don't know what i would say to a person like i probably wouldn't i'd be very cautious to say say something to people because you know i would hate to say like we'll get over it and just fast and then but but what i do to myself is i'm just like i mean i i'm like worst case scenario i die <laughs> like i don't really like no big deal uh, like I don't know. I'm just I'm not super cavalier about death, but I'm just like, eh, it's I figure my body'll work it out. I don't think it'll I don't know. I don't I don't really have like a fear of that, I think like other people do. And I'm just 
that was probably the that came out totally wrong. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase that. Um, <laughs> yeah, take two. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to rephrase it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I've never, I've, I personally just have never been like, have not been concerned about uh, health reasons for myself personally. Um, I'm not really sure what what would go wrong health wise for me fasting. Um, I don't really know because I I mean all I can think about is my body would start eating its fat reserves and maybe start eating its muscle, but I don't know. I would think I would probably notice if it starts eating its organs, but I don't I don't know. I mean I have no idea. I don't know what I don't know what I would do. I I have no knowledge in that so I'm just I mean, maybe that's why why I kind of treat it like like I said earlier so I'm just like well I'll just I'll just do it and yeah see what happens so it's not I don't know that was sure I came out bad no I I, I understand I, I I can imagine why someone would would feel I would feel personally it, let's say something if something happened to you where you let God forbid you died prematurely, whatever that means, because of because of this, I I and probably a lot of other people would say, what 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 did we allow? We just let him do that. Do you know what I mean? He took his, he essentially shortened his life unnecessarily, and think of all the years that we could have had with him that we don't now have. But <laughs> so, what would you say to something like that? Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what am I supposed to say. I'd be dead. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I've never felt like a, da- a danger to it at all. Um, I think that's like mm. resistance-wise, especially probably for my mom. My mom hated it when I first started fasting, yeah. and I think it was probably for reasons like that because she. Uh, um, thought it was unhealthy. Um, mm. when when some people consider it actually more healthy, and now there's this whole intermediate fasting thing that people do now, which is like kind of come up the past few years. Um, right. So like it's it's actually considered a healthy like a healthy thing to fast now, but um, yeah, I don't know. I it, yeah, it's the. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have a response. I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I probably need to think about it more. I guess. Uh, I guess I just don't really do it for any. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how I say it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I can. I don't really have my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Maybe think about it <laughs> next time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the by, the way, it sounds it sounds very normal to me that your your mom would have the reaction she does. I, that seems more like a signal to me that she's a a good mom than that you're you know there's anything wrong with you guys' relationship. That's that's kind of what moms do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they're yeah. they're supposed to do. So that that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think like. Um, the, um, like some people maybe I think they say stuff 
to me maybe out of conviction um, because mm-hmm. that they don't like them doing it or something for that reason because they feel personally convicted. But I think that's pretty rare. I think most of the mm-hmm. pushback I get is more just because uh, it's probably health stuff. People think it's it's not healthy, and I don't know. By mm-hmm. all means, I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I like. I literally. I don't think it's unhealthy at all. Like I. I think I've heard stories of people even going ten days without water. Um, and to me, I. <laughs> I would. I would think you could probably die at some point. But I would think you'd probably that get sounds, clear signal. That does sound what? dangerous. That does, yeah. I'm with yeah. you. That do, that yeah. does sound dangerous. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, there's, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, it's, it's weird. I don't necessarily have a, like, I don't want to say, like, I'd, I'd just go out and do something stupid where I'm personally trying to kill myself because I think that's just dumb. Um, I think that, like, even if I was really depressed or, like, suicidal or something, I just don't, I don't, I I don't have much patience for stuff like that. Um, Star- probably starving to mine. death what? wouldn't be, starving to death wouldn't really be anybody's preferred way, I would imagine. Yeah, but it's kind of a way, like, you could use it as a way of just being like, well, it's not my fault if something happens to me. That's God's fault then. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I were to take that, but I don't, so I'm not, like, saying I would do something well, like that, like, where I'd be like, oh, that, well. Just... You know. Sorry. That that had never occurred to me. Uh, you know, it. I that seems like something you've thought about before. What, yeah, yeah, that I've thought about before. Well, I mean, I have yes. thought that he would, uh, per, yeah, he'd have to, like, he'd preserve, I mean, if I believe in God, I would leave, like, he'd, he'd preserve my body, but I don't think that's, like, um, like, I'm not saying, like, I would do something like that, but at the same time, I'm saying, like, I don't, it's hard, like, I'm hard, like, it's hard to get away, as I get, with use words to get across the way I guess I, <laughs> I think or or feel about it. I'm not scared of dying. Like I haven't been I don't mm. I can't really remember a time in my life where I've really been fearful of of dying for any personal reason for myself. Maybe it's been more mm. for like I don't like I don't want to die mm. for my mom's sake or something or for this person's <laughs> sake. Um, but, but like at the same time, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't engage in, um, yeah, it's hard to say because I really don't see fasting that way. Like, because I'm kind of like, even if I like was in that mode of like, Hey, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to fast until, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seems like a a rebellious childish act if I, if I were to go about it that way of kind of like a, a self-destructive thing like that you does that make sense well, yes i i have no trouble uh, uh, believing that there's there's no bit of self-destructive tendency I, I i don't have that impression at all yeah but it is kind of odd too because it kind of is it is a little bit i mean there are times where uh and maybe that and that may be a wrong perspective to do it also, but it's almost like you, I've, 
maybe I've done it in the past also to, to spite myself. But I don't know if it's m- mm. more so like despite myself or rather just despite the cravings of my flesh. Does that make sense? And so, but then I don't know if so, that kind of is borderline a little bit self-destructive in a way. But I don't, I don't think it is. It, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think that through. <laughs> I don't you think say it spite is. Despite yourself, the way I interpret spite myself, it sounds kind of. I would say punish myself. Is that what you mean? Um. I don't know that I've ever done it for that reason. Um, like, I think maybe the closest I may have done, I, yeah, I've never done, like, a fast of, like, penance or anything like that of, like, oh, I messed up, I need to fast, like, I, I sin, I'm such a sinner, I need to fast. Like, I don't think I've ever done a fast that way. I think maybe the closest mm-hmm. I could say um, was when Verona died, I would, like, like mm-hmm. almost not eating out of sadness. Um, yes, where it almost feels mm-hmm. despite myself, um, but it's, but honestly, those like looking back, that was probably the healthiest thing I could have done, and maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily physically, but probably emotionally and mentally, because the times I would mm-hmm. fast, it was like I could bite off a little bit of chunk of the grief and actually mm-hmm. deal with it better while I was fasting. Um, mm. uh, because it kind of, in a way, like, it helps you detach a little bit from the material world, I think. Um, and not in, not in, like, a bad way of being detached in, like, some Gnostic way or something, but where you can kind of, almost like in a, an observant way or something, and you, you, you feel like... Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, but I don't think it was ever in like a, I really don't think it was in a bad way. It definitely like fasting was almost easier sometimes when, mm-hmm. when you are in that, in those states of like grief or going through something. But it was weird because I, I think like that fasting was actually needed in for me in that moment because mm-hmm. it was, it was helpful. It sounds like it clarifies your emotions. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. Mm. So, but it is kind of a weird. It is a weird like toss up too. It feels that way because it's kind of like well, it feels like, um, yeah, almost a little bit like maybe self destructive in that way because you're like kind of. I don't know that I would say depressed. Yeah, I guess if you're dealing with loss, I guess you you wouldn't lump that into depression. So it's probably not. Mm. It's probably not that. Sorry, I know I sound really scattered. I guess I've just never really th- thought these things through. To, uh, I don't, I don't have the sense that you said. Tried to tease them out this much before. Hmm. I, I don't have the sense that you're scattered. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I, I can understand why you might feel that way. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking I'm, way too much, though. But you're asking all the questions. <laughs> well, here comes another one. I <laughs> never feel bad about talking too much. You're, you're, it's, it's really if if you're if you're answering a lot of questions, it's because I'm very interested in whatever you have to say. Okay. I'm I'm curious how you felt about the way that the fasting has affected your your uh, your appearance. Um. Not just not just the way that people think about you, but the the way that your physicality has changed as a result. 
Well, I would say if you actually, if people are actually wanting to do it to um, help their figure, I would say probably don't. <laughs> it hasn't helped me at all. Like I honestly, the year two thousand nine. Like I, it's weird too because like I literally was just talking about this with the other guys earlier tonight. So it's kind of where this is all coming up again. But they, uh, I, the year two thousand nineteen, I kind of made this resolution. Like I wanted to fast over half the year, like at least half the year if I could. So I was like, well, I'm just going to fast every weekend. Um, mm. Like, you know, then then during the week I'll eat and then I'll fast on the weekend and have a little bit longer fast here and there maybe throughout the year to make up. So anyway, I did. I ended up doing that and I actually like gained weight, um, probably gained body fat. <laughs> um, like mm. it's, like I probably, I'm probably... I don't know that I'd say less healthy, but I think some of that's to my because like I'm, that's my own fault because I would do like fasting and then I'd be feasting like the days I wasn't fasting I'd be like gorging myself because I know I'd have another fast coming on the next weekend so mm. I think that's what really like this, uh, elephant seal type diet <laughs> you have this this blubbery figure where you have to store yeah, up yeah. your meals until. <laughs> yeah 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 and so my body like i think does that a lot more now but since i like kind of i guess you could say i have a lifestyle of fasting and since i kind of got into that i think when i do mm. eat my body's more apt to actually store fat where does it because store the fat <laughs> usually around my stomach now honestly like uh and, just right it right in front yeah 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 um, I guess everywhere too, though. I don't know. I, um, I think it was. Well, I mean, I guess everybody gained weight twenty twenty, but I definitely gained weight then too. Like I get, I gained a lot mm. more like body fat that year too. Mm. But, mm. yeah. Does <laughs> so, your does your weight? Do you notice that your weight fluctuates? Yeah, yeah, but my weight, I think, always kind of. I feel like my weight always kind of did that. I don't know. I hardly ever weigh myself because I never really owned a scale. And so the only times I would ever weigh myself is if, like, I was at my parents' house and I went to use the bathroom and I saw the scale in the bathroom and I'd be like, oh, I'm curious what I weigh. And, uh, yeah, it would go up and down, though. I mean, it always goes up mm. and down. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah. It, it yeah. Seems like... Uh, Sorry. Do do you feel like do you feel like you you can tell if you've if you if you've gained or lost weight just by looking at yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if going back to like before 2018 when I first started fasting, I definitely I think I look heavier or at least probably have more body fat than I did then. Um, this is a weird question. <laughs> well, it just feels weird talking about this, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I think as my body just stores up fat, it'll store it up in weird places too. Like like I said, like mm. my gut or something. But uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. Well, I I feel like I'm pretty conscious of I'm pretty conscious of if my body's if my like physicality changes. Uh, like one time I probably in the last in the last year I felt like I was gaining weight in my midsection and my whole life I've been a really skinny guy and uh, maybe I'm 
have increased sensitivity to it because people used to tease me about it when I was a kid. But yeah, so it's a it's a strange thing. It's uh, it's probably a better problem to have than the reverse. But uh, I feel really really conscious of what I do, and so uh, I I don't I don't know about my weight changing per se. I don't know if my weight's affected, but I I feel pretty sensitive to uh, how my if I feel like I'm gaining weight or if I'm like losing muscle uh, and it actually, it, it affects my, my self image uh, in a, in a non trivial way. I, I can actually, I think feel bad about myself or it compels me to go and exercise more or uh, change my diet. If I, if I notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I relate to that more. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, like, like I don't actually notice the number of like my weight mm. number very much because I don't weigh myself enough, but yeah, I, I know mm. what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're expected to be thin, Craig. What are you doing? <laughs> Just kidding. I know. <laughs> I know. Don't let the world down. Mm. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> But yeah, I was I mean, I was the same way growing up, I think. I've always uh everybody always would say I was super thin. I think my my nickname when I was little, people called me Bones. But I look back on pictures of it and I'm like, yeah, I was pretty bony. Well, <laughs> um, that's a so, pretty kick-ass that's a kick-ass nickname if you're going to get one about being skinny. Yeah, it kind of is. I kind of wish I said that's a pretty cool name. I, I'm going to keep I'm going to start introducing you that way. Just bones. Yeah, well then I gotta yeah. make sure I stay thin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I don't have to. It might be funny if I got fat. Man, do you feel like, for you personally, do you do you feel bad about yourself if you look a certain way? Uh, uh probably not as much as as most as uh most people do. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily look at myself enough. <laughs> I, I think, I, think I do. I, I, like if I'm being honest, I think I do. Like I don't want to. Like I, I, I would not want. I'd rather not be ugly or like overweight or anything. You know, if, if I'm being completely mm. honest. But, um, mm. but I don't know that I. I don't think I obsess over those things necessarily like other people mm. do. I mean, I would be, I would be, if I was like, hey, I'm, I'm gaining too much weight here or something. I would make, I'd be probably the type of person that would work out or um, mm. do something about it. Like, I think people always assume. I don't know why. I think, I think people a lot of times assume like I've always just had this fast metabolism my whole life, and I think I have had mm. a good metabolism for the majority of it. But like, I don't. Up until the past few years, honestly, until I started fasting more. There was not, I don't remember a time of my life where I didn't work out. Like, I never went to the gym, but ever since mm. I was probably in, like, high school, like, early high school, probably in middle school, I would do push-ups and sit-ups or something, like, almost every mm. day. And then, mm. uh... That's, that's impressive. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I just, like, I don't... Well, the consistency is impressive. So maybe... Well, I mean, there'd be times where, like, maybe I wouldn't for a, a short while, but never, yeah, never that, never that long. I don't know. It seems like 
I mean, maybe maybe when I lived in Knoxville, I don't remember. I actually don't remember doing that in Knoxville when I lived there. But I was only lived there for like a year and a half, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just so I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I do obsess about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think well, I do. I just don't think I. I I don't know. My whole life, I've I feel like I've been somewhat obsessed about it. I can I can always point to somebody who's more obsessed about it, so I'd like to think that I'm not. But personally, yeah. I, I, uh, it's not hard for me to feel bad about myself. It's it, it doesn't take that much to make me feel bad about my physicality. Um, and when I reflect, most of my exercise, in my life, even back to being a teenager was about making myself look better physically not yeah. not about feeling good or not about living better or longer so <laughs> but i found that this is a at the same time i can really appreciate myself i i like myself i appreciate that i have one body and as far as genetics go i feel like i've got a, a better hand i've got a fast metabolism i'm a tall guy I you know I I feel pretty lucky. I don't have any outstanding health conditions, and so I feel really lucky at the same time. But I found that it's actually really it's difficult to to find uh, men who talk about this kind of stuff. Is that your experience as well? Yeah, I guess so. I've never yeah like I said this this might be the first time I've kind of really actually talked about this. I guess with mm. another guy. I don't maybe. But yeah, that, now that you said that, I don't know that I've ever really um, like worked out to be in better health condition either. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, that, mm. just, that, does, that that thought doesn't cross my mind to do it for health reasons. Like it would be for a, a to to look better physically. Like I don't know. Like it just wouldn't cross my mind. Maybe the only time was when I was running um, because I really liked. That was one thing I remember is I like being able to run and not get tired. So maybe that would be the only time where I was like, okay, I was actually doing that exercise in some sort of for some sort of health reason, or maybe when I walk, probably when I walk too, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's probably not for physical stature. But if I was doing like push-ups or like sit-ups or something, I feel like that would be more to just just like how to change about how I look rather than yeah, health reason or something, huh? Never really thought all these things through before. I feel I'd exposed like to, to my know. own phone call. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to. Know. That's a good thing. It's it's a safe place. <laughs> I, I'd like to. I'd like to know I, if if we took a poll and we could get people to respond honestly, uh, roughly, what amount of you know what rate of men and what rate of women experience uh, some kind of, I don't know what you'd describe it. They'd say that they're sensitive to their body image or have a negative body image. I wouldn't say that I have a negative body image, but I am very conscious of my body image. Yeah. I would think the poll would rate pretty high. I would think so. But maybe maybe it wouldn't. wouldn't. I don't know. I I would as well. I maybe I'm maybe I'm that's just a reflection of myself, but 
I'm I'm asking myself as we're talking about this. Culturally, we seem very attuned to this issue for women, but it, it just doesn't get talked about for men. But it, I don't feel like it's because it, it because men don't experience it. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I need, to, I need to form some kind of Facebook group for men. <laughs> I mean, I would think that the thought and the idea, like the whole concept of it probably goes back as long as time, I would think. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you see it back in, like, the Greek days. Like, they had these Greek Olympic, Olympian. There was, like, a there was like an ideal image of, like, you know, mm-hmm. Male specimen or something, you know. <laughs> yes. So, I wonder. Here's just a potentially bad idea. Maybe it's that we are more conditioned culturally to uh, conceal vulnerability than women. I mean, as a woman, I would imagine we need to. We should talk about this with some women. As a woman, I would. Have, I've heard women say that the the very nature of being a woman a woman means that you're vulnerable because uh, because your body is more subject to uh, factors outside of your control through uh things like your your menstruation and your uh, and pregnancy and even you're vulnerable in the sense that you're um, you're f- oftentimes physically smaller than the the rest of your peers, or not the rest of your peers, but fifty percent of your peers. Yeah. So vulnerability is uh, a more a more fundamental facet of feminine life than masculine life. Do you do you feel like <laughs> as a man? Do you feel like women would agree with that statement on average? <laughs> as a bit. Um yeah, probably I guess. <laughs> For women. Yeah, but, I would say. Let me speak <laughs> on behalf of all women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's do a let's do a we should do a follow up call where we, we get some some more representation on the call. You could try to try to three way Natalie right now. See if we could pull her in. <laughs> I should probably get going to it. I don't. I don't want to pull her in and then say, "Okay, see you later." But uh, I would be very interested to 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 talk more about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Yeah, we could we could try to do that. She's she's like the only one I know. That's why I mentioned her because I don't. If you if you got another lady, yeah, on the phone, she's the only woman you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Well, I mean. I don't see that's uh, a slap in the face for the rest of your sisters that. and family. <laughs> well, I don't think Melissa would want to do a podcast. Jessica would probably talk about that stuff. So we can get her on the phone too. Good. Uh, maybe we'll round up we'll, we'll round up some uh, some people we know. All right. All right, that sounds It good. would almost be I would I would be really the thing is I'm I'm thinking of there's at least a handful of people that we could invite. I would almost be interested to do it multiple times with different people to get uh, to hear perspectives where people can all talk. I'm very, very curious what people would say if they felt like they could talk openly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be an interesting, interesting discussion because I, I don't even know 
I mean, I guess I I would like to hear it also. I feel like I have questions about those sort of things, but I feel like my questions would would be offensive because <laughs> I because mm. I just I I think because I haven't thought about the topic enough, or uh-huh. and I don't and 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 I don't know why those that that topic always always seems sensitive. <laughs> like maybe because you said like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, one of the I mean, one of the things that crossed my mind too is like, is there like what's what's the ideal um, hmm. for for men and women? Like, what's the ideal like to of how you're supposed to look physically? And then, um, and is that even wrong? Like, I don't know why why that I don't know why that it would be wrong to have that as as a wrong to have um, an idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because like beauty's fading. Like obviously, because you're even if you are in perfect shape, like you know, you it's like you're like it says in the scripture all the time. You know, your your body's like a flower. Like you, you come to this point in your life where usually everybody, it's like you know, kind of college years. Use that kind of at your peak, um, and then mm. after that, you start to fade, and it's. But then I don't know. I don't know why that would be bad. Like I don't know that that's a bad mm. thing. Like I don't. And so that that's what's kind of weird to me. But then at the same time, like throughout history, I've heard other things. Like where people will all of a sudden, um, like in I think in medieval times, people that were obese were almost that was kind of the ideal because that just meant you were rich or something. But I don't. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not. I've just right. I've heard that, but I don't. I don't know why that necessarily would be true either but mm. I'm I'm with you I, I suspect it's both not avoidable it's it's impossible not to have ideals but I also think it's a positive force and I'm really sympathetic to the idea that anything that's perfect anything that's an ideal is also a judge and how that maps onto religious ideas yeah I've 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 noticed a lot of people have have trouble with the idea that any kind of god would be a judge would be judgmental, but any it feels like by I'm I'm how do I say this I resonate with the idea that anything that's perfect is a judge by definition. And so if it wasn't perfect, it wouldn't be worth uh, striving for or worshiping. And if it wasn't perfect, then it wouldn't... Uh, if it wasn't a judge, then it wouldn't be perfect. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Where you have this, this ideal image. Like, so if you're a man, you have this, like, let's say the the Greek Olympian body or something is like the perfect body. And it's like, you're just striving for that. And you're probably never going to look like that, but it's still like, um, it's still physically is something to, to reach for and try to obtain. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, you, you can see how it like becomes such a unhealthy thing very quickly, but then at the same time, like I, to throw that out seems, uh, not good. I don't know why. I just have a... That doesn't feel right to me to, like, 
yes. to, to to cast out cast down that ideal, I guess. Which mm-hmm. like okay, so here's one thing. That okay, this is gonna this I I guess I don't know, I wish I had a girl on the phone because it's probably gonna sound super offensive. Um <laughs> but like I'll try to say this in the nicest way, and I'm not I'm not saying this in like any like ju- judgmental way because I have no opinion on the matter really. But well, I've it's noticed okay because I will. I'll tell you after after you say it. I'll tell you if it's okay because I'm speak. I'll I'll speak on behalf of women. All right, there you go. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> you'll tell me it's not okay. That, I'm pretty that, sure. So I think that was, woman, it was, that was a joke. This is a, yeah. That was, that, was, that was a joke. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. But so I've noticed recently, especially within the past few years, like even with models, like there's this the the trend of like having obese models now, mm. <laughs> and uh, and and I don't know why that is. Like I don't, um, <laughs> like I'm not sure the quite way way to phrase this. It's like I don't I don't necessarily think that's bad because like I don't have anything against against even women that are overweight or even men necessarily. It's just like. Like, I think the ideal, like, I think I've talked about this for you before. Like, I think the ideal, if you have an ideal, even an ideal image of, like, what you should look like physically, I think any ideal mm-hmm. should be enthroned in, like, a mercy or forgiveness. So that way, that perfection isn't always damning you for never reaching it, you know? And so, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, okay, so I'm not saying it's right or wrong to have, like, obese models or whatever. I don't know that even they're even necessarily obese. I don't know. I don't know what they call them. That's why I just sounds so offensive because I don't even know the right terminology. But, um, uh, yeah. but um, I'm not even saying whether that's right or wrong. It just seems like um, uh, we compare ourselves with one another um, a lot and I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't really know the purpose of that. Is it is I, I man, it's like the words are going through my mind, and I'm like, oh, that's not the right thing to say. That's not the right thing to say. And I'm just like mm. I'm trying to find the the right thing to say, because uh, um, because I almost said, okay, I'll just say, because I almost said, like, are we glorifying the wrong thing or the wrong ideal? And I don't. <laughs> that sounds really bad saying that, but I just like I I question that sometimes because I'm like, well, if I it's probably a bad example to actually like I guess say what's going like what's actually happening in society. But if you were to take like Santa Claus for men and be like that's that's the ideal image to obtain, it's like, well there's nothing wrong with Santa Claus. Like he's great and he's jolly and he's fat and that makes him all more lovable. But like I don't know that that's like the mm. when you're when you're striving for like a a model type image, I don't know that, that you would put that Yes. That on the on on display, it just well, looks so I, bad. I agree with you. And, well, it's I, no, no. I, I'm with you. It's it, it's noticeable that we uh, we have a hypersensitivity to the way that these things will be perceived if 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 other people were to hear it. But I I feel really comfortable saying there's a certain way, a certain sense in which we've totally lost our way and. And it, my feeling is that people understand this. And so, if, as an example, we have this we have this movement in in the arts, which might seem 
uh, on the surface unrelated, but we have this postmodern trend in art, which was a transition from these paintings and sculptures that were very technical, very classical, very difficult to produce. That was the past. And we had this transition to where people were making things that were vile or vain or uh, a question as to what art even was, what's the definition of art. And so there's this landmark postmodern piece. Uh, it uh, was presented to this exhibit, and this it was supposed to be a sculpture, but the artist presented this urinal because it well it was a sculpture this is everyday but the under the subtext was what is art? you think you look at this thing and people say that's not art and it makes you ask what is art and the answer is is something that you piss on and it's a total reversal from this idea that art should be technical right we all know what what mastery looks like we all know what uh, artistry looks like and we we know that that's not it yeah yeah right and and similarly in culture we have this we have to reckon with the fact that we are kind of everybody there's a lot of people clamoring to say everything is just as good as everything else and everything is subjective but uh, uh, my feeling and i think it's shared is that we've lost our way and we have some serious reckoning to do uh, with how how to have a shared set of values, have something shared uh, in a post-religious type of culture. I'm not suggesting that we need religion. I'm suggesting that it's a, it's a serious problem that we really haven't addressed. And uh, the things that we've come up with in its absence don't seem very functional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I, I resonate. I, the, the obese models thing, uh, large people should be able to find clothes. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think I, I'm willing to say that, but I, I yeah. don't, I, I can say strongly, I don't know that, I don't think we should be encouraging people to, uh, encouraging people to uh, take on that, uh, to, to, how do I say this, transform their body in that way if they want to. I think we should discourage that, in part because it's <laughs> it's wasteful in general. I, of course, people have conditions that make it more or less difficult to, to, to be otherwise, but um, I think in general we should be discouraging it, in part because it's wasteful, in part because it's going to shorten the amount of time that they have on Earth with their family and their quality of life. And uh, in general, I'm really willing to say that that unnecessary suffering and discomfort, I don't want to call it suffering, the, the decreased quality of life is a is a negative thing. And yeah. it would be better if, if they had a more uh, traditional uh, physicality. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hard to navigate exactly how we say that to those things, but I'm I'm really comfortable saying that, and it it yeah. feels on some level like just about everybody knows that it's true. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, I I do understand the counter argument where like, I think people would say like, well, women 
have always struggled to be held up because they've they've had this other the other standard that they've like always had to try to live up to and never will. But that's kind of what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Like even with Barbie, it's like people be like yeah. even from these little kids from a young age, like play with Barbies and she's like the most beautiful girl and they're like I'm not like Barbie. I could never look like Barbie. And it's kind of this. Yes. Like you said, this judge, it's this condemning judge over them all the time, which is sad. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I would hate, I mean, like, there's, it's one thing to flip from that, like you said, and then have this other ideal where, like, we're actually striving to be unhealthy, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But at the other time, too, I'm like, I, I'm also have this slight concern that it's some sort of weird form of, like, scapegoating where you're mm-hmm. like, I could, I could make the ideal, like as lo- like a, you know, to where it's, it's worse looking than me. So like I, like well, mm. this is like like I don't at least I don't look look like that. Which I don't think that's the case. Like I'm not saying well, that a, any. That's women a very sophisticated ugly. idea. That I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I would be. I wouldn't be quick to dismiss the scapegoating idea. That that feels to me like a very sophisticated uh, uh, hypothesis. Well, I mean, it's a natural. I don't know that it would. It would be a very sinister thing if people were doing that um, knowingly to mm-hmm. other people in society yeah. and like plugging that in our in our society and culture and kind of doing that knowingly. I think that would be pretty sinister if people were doing it uh especially with like a because that just seems like to have a weird intent but it is kind of a like on a personal level i think it is kind of a natural thing because like say i didn't want to go to the gym and work out today and you wanted to go i would feel a lot better if you didn't go (laughs) because then it's like Mm. if i could bring you down to my level i'd feel better about myself you know it's like you kind of want to have Mm. so it's like it's kind of a natural thing to want to have like a to do that, to kind of pull down the ideals of my own level and stuff. I don't know. So, like, I, I would there's understand... There's a very... Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't there, think of a... it's a form of that. I don't know, but... That would be worth exploring on a different occasion. It's, it's It seems very deep and uh, like there's an interesting cross-reference uh, with regards to something like an antichrist type idea because you have anytime you have a scapegoat you have this thing that you're loading the loading burden onto but in this case it's an anti-ideal which mm-hmm. it's it, it's very symbolically rich what you're getting at yeah i don't know but it's weird cuz like yeah, it's weird to jump from that that like female model thing to that like i don't but I, I I guess I wonder if there's some like sort of like deep deep underlayer thing that's not even like uh, I don't know the right way to say it that's that that wouldn't even be like a necessarily a, a clear or full manifestation of but maybe just kind of like a little sort of offshoot or that there might be a little root mm. of it somewhere hidden in there like I don't necessarily yes. think it's like the same the same idea but there might be a root of that idea buried somewhere in there but I I don't know. Um, that's a good yeah, that was yeah. fun, fun exploring. But yeah, yeah, and on the painting thing too, it's, that that is weird. Sorry, I just like I didn't even no go go comment on that. But you were uh, yeah, I don't that that would be fun, more fun to get into also too. Like the the idea of um, 
uh, art and beauty because I I don't know. I guess I haven't really explored that as much too. Like, do, does art have to be beautiful? Because if you if you're peeing on the piece of art, then it, I would say it's not it's not beautiful. Um, but I don't. But would it, but would it still be art in some way? Like I don't. I don't know. Mm. It seems it, like if it is clever. art, it's some sort of depraved, depraved form of art. But right, it's an it's it's anti art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, we've been we've been having this negotiation as a as a community, as a global community, about what the definition of art is, and. My sense is we're really at the end of this this dead end we're in. I mean, you have, uh, for example, you have art exhibit. Like, for example, we had this exhibit where the artists gathered people in an auditorium and essentially threw feces onto them. And this was an art show. And it's there, there are many, many like that. And it, it's just at the at the end of the day, it's it's vile. I, I I have no problem saying that we should go back to making things that are beautiful and technical and uh, and innovative. But I don't yeah, I don't yeah. have the sense that but that our impulse towards vulgarity is actually innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I I agree with you. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I wonder. Um, you know, the thought that popped into my head is actually I, it was Jonathan Peugeot, um, someone asked him about swearing one time and mm. he, and what, and what basically it seemed like he said is it's basically, it's a glorification of like the, the things at the bottom, like you're, you're exalting them mm. to the, to the highest throne. It's like you're like when you say shit or something, you're, you're mm. kind of, you're exalting that, um, Mm, I, I can't know the right way to say it. It's yeah, but it's kind of like doing the same thing as like with that art where you're throwing pieces on that man and calling mm. it art or calling it like uh, something to be admired. It's like it's kind of the same thing. Yes. It's uh, yeah, it's mm. bringing up this, this low form of yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I can't I can't think of the right way to phrase it, but I think you get the idea of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. There's something... yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that's... Hmm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, li- I, I like that, and I, I agree that it's it's in the same family of ideas. I, I'd be really interested to listen to his whole his whole thoughts on that. I, I was yeah. curious to, to... There was a door that we didn't really open, but we could have. I, maybe we could go back to... When you, you, were, you were talking about Barbie... You know, there's there's this limit where the ideal becomes absurd. And yeah. The the ideal can become so. Uh, you you take ideal qualities and you push them too far, and they become, they become uh, pathological. And but there's I, I'm I'm curious in the case of Barbie, how much our our concerns about Barbie are really. Realistic that people feel that they that women feel that they should be like Barbie, and I you know again speaking on behalf of all women, uh, and let's speaking about it in, in the in the male sense. Let's take someone like He Man or the Hulk, right? There's there's <laughs> ideal I, there's ideal 
male characters that are that everybody recognizes are absurd. They're you know, the, the 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 word for it is just that they're they're cartoonish, just like Barbie is cartoonish. It's not yeah. physically. It's not actually physically possible for for women to look like Barbie. The same way that it would be, it's not physically possible for men to look like uh, the Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Right? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Those. Uh, how, yeah, I want, no, I I'm do, curious I for your opinion. How how concerned should we be about things like Barbie or ideals that have become uh, pushed into the realm of the absurd? Well, I, Barbie is, I guess, very like uh, Hitler-esque. You know, is that the right word to use? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, more. Like it, like kind of like, um, if she's a, if 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 it was like Barbie's kind of the ideal image, that that feels kind of like a, a Hitler type idea, like the Aryan race type idea. Like everybody, it seems not, um, uh. Oh, with the, like with with the difference between like um, unity and uniformity. Like everybody needs to be kind of needs to look like this this mm-hmm. one image rather than uh, you can kind of unite under under the yeah. It's kind of hard, to, man. It's kind of hard to get at. I haven't really thought about it before. <laughs> but like, I'm really trying to like picture Barbie seated up on this throne in heaven. And everybody being like, mm. "That's the ideal image," but then you could still have all the, all the other girls in the world, like of all the different races and genders and eye colors and hair mm. colors and everything else, are still like somehow unified under that idea of that image. Like I'm, I'm trying to think if that would actually work, but then at the same time, mm. still bringing into, um having space for all the other races and hair colors and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I guess it is back. Like the only way I see that happening is like, like I said, if it's like this sort of like forgiving ideal where it's like, mm-hmm. there's, it's like, I don't know the right way to describe yeah. it. Um, where it's not. Yeah. It's like moldable still like, like, like the clay, like your body's like the clay. It's still like, the the ideal is mm. not it's not hard and just because um, if it if it gets too hard if there's no like forgiveness or leeway in it then then the ideal would fracture itself mm. even and and it constantly yeah. damn you I don't know but it's it is weird because I'm like I don't know that it works like I'm trying to picture if that actually works if you could have like mm. the uh, something so absurd like you're saying like an ideal that's like almost like cartoonish and just so far out of reach if that's actually like the only way I think it could be possible is if it is like wrapped in this kind of like forgiveness form but then it's like I I don't know yeah I don't know Barbie's Barbie's complicated because Barbie's complicated because in recent in in recent years Barbie's become more uh heterogeneous there's not just one type of barbie uh, we've uh, it seems like we've gotten better about that over time oh yeah but especially yeah. in in the early days of barbie there there's there's the symbolism is complicated somewhat by the fact that barbie is also manufactured that there's not just one barbie there's 
there's thousands and thousands of Barbies. Everybody has one, and for the most part, everybody has a very similar one. At least that's the way it used to be prior to yeah. you know, variations in you know, hairstyle and skin color and this kind of thing. But yeah. The, the fact that she was the fact that she was mass produced adds a kind of funny layer onto it. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's, so. that, I, I say that with respect Sorry, to your comment about about Aryanism, about how the Aryan, I mean, the, the Nazi movement in part was about uh, assembly lining these perfect citizens, about uniformity. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I originally thought your I thought your comment about Hitler was very weird for a second, but I think that it's actually uh, actually <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. I just uh, my mind leapt over to that for some reason for a moment, but yeah, it, it it's weird. I don't know, and it's it's kind of strange too because I'm like I don't we have uh, yeah I don't know that any uh, any of them are right either because like cause, it seems like we all have different... Well, we all... I think every person probably has a different idea in their head of what is, like, the... We could probably have a general consensus of, like, this is what looks good uh, phys- physically, physical body, but I feel like we all might kind of have... It would probably give and take, like, here between different people. Like, I mean, there's probably mm-hmm. some people that think, you know, like, huge extreme bodybuilders is, like, the ideal physical male like specimen and they'd probably try to look like that otherwise people wouldn't be extreme bodybuilders but then in my head I'm like I like I don't like I would I would never try to look like that personally right. um not not even the thought that I couldn't look like that like I I would think yes, if I if I actually work out hard enough I think I could look like that I just wouldn't want to but then I'm like it's I don't know your ideal. Yeah yeah so we kind of have different it seems like people have different ideals also, and then well, even still, some people don't care about that at all, and they'd be more into, like, what is the perfect mind, you know? Yeah. And they're pursuing, like, a whole different aspect of... Does that I, make sense I, I agree with you 100%, and I agree with you completely, and it's tempting to believe that that abstract ideal that emerges as the aggregate of the the whole population of ideals is God, but that's that's the origin of gods. Mm-hmm. Is the it's the ideal that gets extracted from the collective ideal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. What yeah. all of our ideals have most in common? Uh huh. You might argue yeah, that, I... that that's where God that's where gods come from or first came from. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, I, I've kind of been thinking about that lately, too, is I, I've been thinking about that as, like, that, uh, it, it never, except for, from what I can gather, it seems like mostly in Christianity, that's the only way that works. And it, but I've been thinking about it, it really doesn't matter what your God is, or, like, it, it as long as it is sitting on the, the mercy seat, on the throne of mercy, because, like, you, your God could be, could mm-hmm. be, uh, the perfect physical specimen, but if it's not forgiving in any way, then then it's always, like you said, it's always damning you and stuff. But mm. that is interesting thinking that we're all... Uh, I guess, like, because that, that 
I was kind of thinking about it a second ago because, like, if we all have this kind of collective idea, humanity has this collective idea of what is um, in our in our consciousness together as like mankind as a whole, and we have this idea of what the perfect physical specimen and what the perfect like, uh, I guess. I don't know, mental, you know, you have, like, IQ measurements also, like, uh, all this stuff. Like, we have these ideas of, like, what is what is perfect, like you said, what is God, what is perfect. Um, but then it's, like, humanity seems to have this kind of general consensus that Jesus Christ was the perfect man, you know? Mm-hmm. Or he lived, like, the perfect moral life. He was, like, this, at the very least... Most people think he was a great, amazing prophet, you know, and the in that he was this very moral, like he kind of provided the way of like what a what a man should live like. Is he? Is that just the moral sense that he is exalted to perfection in that way? Because I've never, because I mean, we don't really have idols of him. I guess we got pictures here and there, but they never really. Nobody ever really streams like strives to to look like the pictures of Christ we have, you know? I wonder if that's in part because we all recognize that to some degree our physicality can't, nobody's going to make, nobody's, the the skin color or the hair length or the, uh, you know, the eye color or the even the physicality, the height or weight of Jesus isn't uh, as significant in part because it's not attainable <laughs> for everybody yeah. depending on yeah, what yeah. what he you know but in part because it wasn't really uh, that wasn't really the substance of what the ideal was about yeah so would you say going off that idea then would we say that that these other ideas are perverse <laughs> like the 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 idea of phys- ideal physical image, and uh, would we say they're perverse, or would we just say they're secondary? Mm. Well, I'm tempted to say they're they're secondary. The uh, something I believe and probably repeat too often is that I feel that the fundamental religious question. The question that religions all answer or attempt to answer is what is the hierarchy of values? And each of these values could be represented as a god. Let's say Barbie's a god. Let's say the Hulk is a god. Let's say, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a god. Jesus is a god. Yeah. These religions organize value. Then those are personifications of the values. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, but, no. It just. It took a second to click for some reason. So I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's definitely. He definitely should be up there for sure. Anyway, well, sorry. each of these, each each of our religious traditions say, this is the highest value. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. They make a, a a ranking of which which values are sacred. And yeah. yeah. Uh, as a, as a culture, we have almost this leaderboard. You could think of a like a Pac-Man style leaderboard, where Galaga style leaderboard, where uh, these these 
we have a constant negotiation about which values are the highest values on the top of the leaderboard. And I, because of that persuasion of mine, I would say that the Hulk and the Barbie, they are not perverse I- ideals, but they are, uh, they are ideals that we have all collectively decided are not the highest ideals. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I would think you're right, too. I would think, like, in their proper place, they would be not only second, second, secondary, sorry, not only secondary, but, like, I would think they'd be way down the the hierarchy uh, mm. line, the, the physical, the perfect physical specimen. Because if that, I would think maybe I would call it perverse if it is at the top of the hierarchy value. Um, because if yeah. that is your well, highest aim is to look, because uh, I think, his, uh, I don't know my th- like my thought is if if that is my highest aim, if my highest goal in life is to look a certain way, and I just like, and all other mm. things are secondary, which I guess that could maybe good. I guess it just maybe is depends on how how your value system is is spread out. But if your if your moral code and like how you actually treat people in life and kindness and compassion and generosity are way down on your hierarchy and just physicality, like how you look physically is way up there. Like, I think everybody would agree that's, that's not good. <laughs> Cause you could be the perfect well, looking person in the world, but if you're just a complete a-hole, like, you know, yes. it's, yeah. Well, Mitchell Katz had, and I had a, a conversation very recently about a very similar thing. And that in part seems like uh, that, that that's part of the reason why our, the culture that we live in idolizes superheroes. We have these people who are not just physically uh, extraordinary, but they are morally extraordinary. And Mm -hmm. we are obsessed with them. We are obsessed with them. If anybody studied us in a thousand years and they dug up our, you know, our plastic remains, they would find all these art, these figures of Spider-Man and Captain America, and they would say they're these died. people worship Spider-Man. They worship Spider-Man, and, yeah, they're, it, they're and we, dead. you know, we dressed up like them. We had rituals. We had all these kind of cosplay type situations. We had yeah. all these dramatic retellings. I mean, we worship those. We worship those those creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're. I completely agree with you, and I, I'm like, I think they're. Yeah, it's like. I made a comment a while back, I think, about, like, how I said, like, all those gods are real, like, all the ancient Greek gods and everything, yes. how they were very real. And somebody, like, kind of got, like, pushed back again, and they're like, no, there's only one god, and that's a Christian god, like, all this stuff. And I was like, well, you're, I feel like you're not watching, because it's like, they're right here yes. in front of you. Like you said, a thousand years, if someone finds other remains of our society, they'll find all these little idols. And we do yes. the same thing. Like like the like the Greeks did. Like you said, we we have these festivals where we dress up as them and try to yes. embody them. Like we try to incarnate yes. them in this world. Exactly, we do. We do incarnate them. Well, yeah. I, the train that I was the train that I was trying to ride in my conversation with Mitch was that I think we should give these ancient civilizations more credit and imagine that the way that they thought of their gods was similar to the way that we thought of, we think of Spider-Man. Not that they yeah. literally uh, thought that you know, there, there was these beings that would throw lightning bolts at them that would destroy them, but 
they were probably just really into them the way that we're into Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. And I, 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 yeah, I feel I, like I it's think... a radically different interpretation of uh, religion historically. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I yeah. I think you're probably right, or at least onto something. Like, I don't know that if that's would be like a hundred percent correct, but I think you're at least onto something. And I think the people that probably understood the gods and the stories of the gods more so probably understood it kind of on the same level that you're talking about it right now, that they are these high ideals and they're very, very real and they do incarnate. So like, it's hard to say they're not, you can't really say they're not real because they do incarnate, not not completely in full yeah. form, but you would see manifestations of them here and there um, yes. if you're just watching culture. But then the majority of people, like you said, are probably just, um, I would, yeah, I would say we're just, yeah, maybe just fascinated and admired them. But then I'm a little hesitant to say that that would be completely true because I don't know how... Um, much more like I don't know if they thought quite as materialistically as as we do. Like I'm thinking if may, if maybe they didn't, if you were told your whole life that these are actual gods, like if you would actually no. um, be more inclined to to not understand them as much psychologically, but rather rather more on like yes, like, just think of it strictly yeah. spiritually, you know. Yes, I question the idea that they really did think about them literally. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's hard to think about because it's like I wonder what they. And when I say the word spiritually, like I wonder what they what that was in context for people back then. Like I, I would you know, be very because, curious. Because uh, I would. Yeah, it seems like it seems like if I think I'm thinking about it, it seems like they would they would have to think. If they actually thought, sat down and thought about it, it would have to be exactly the way we're talking about it now. Like I, I like to I, think so, <laughs> but what yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything, but I I do like to think so. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that way. I don't know. I love that. I love that conversation, though. I mean, I like. I, it's. I like that you brought that up. I really, I really like that you brought that up because I. It's it's something I think that we as a culture are totally blind to that this is actually happening before us right now. It's like yeah, in America we do have gods and we go to the movies and watch them all the time and worship them. Yeah, like you said, yeah, we're just not we're just oblivious to it most of us. But but then at the same time, it's like yeah, those those ideals are good. Like you look at uh, Iron Man in the movie, you look at uh, Captain America. It's like they they're yeah they're like you said, not only are they in great physical shape, and that's not even really the main reason we like them. We like them because of their moral yes. capacity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like a, It's a good thing that Captain America isn't an obese model. It's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy yeah, yeah. to say it. Jason, I should, I should get going, but thank you so much for talking. Yeah, they, thank you too, man. Thanks. Yeah, this was great. Fun. Anytime. Anytime. I, I totally agree. I'll, I'll catch you soon. All right. See you, Craig. Have a good night. See you, man. You too.